episode of the Replacement Level Podcast. I am your host, Paul Nagelitsky. Uh Chris is out today. Uh, he's in Mexico, actually, taking a little uh, vacation. He'll be back on Sunday when we have a special guest, both are getting BBD. I'm sure most of you guys have heard of BBD. Uh, he's over at Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball producer. Uh, but today, uh, we got a special guest for you guys. Johnny Black, uh, one of my old buddies from Primetime Sports Talk, my former boss of mine, uh, who really helped me start my writing career, uh, brought me in um, at Primetime Sports Talk, kind of helped me find my way to where I am, Roto Baller now. But uh, Johnny really helped me um, take off my career, uh, writing career, and I honestly wouldn't have been where I am now. But Johnny's uh, taking us, he's uh, writing stuff up for MJ Hurley, check obviously checking guys out on Twitter. MJ does uh, Third Down Thursdays. And Alex Kular, uh, who also check him out. He's doing good work, good work there about uh, prospects, prospect kingdom. But Johnny, again, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, no problem, man. Good to speak to you again. And, you know, always good to talk some baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, weather's getting nice. That's uh, it's, yeah. it's hot. Um, but definitely getting nice. That's kind of a... Uh, Balls, balls are carrying more, I guess. Um, but, uh, Johnny, how, how have these days been for you these days? Uh, you know, same old, same old. Working a lot, you know, trying to get more into the writing, back into the writing, you know, and everything like that. But like you said, writing for Alex over at Baseball Prospect Kingdom, writing for MJ over at Third Down Thursdays, and, you know, doing some spot podcasts like today. You know, whenever I get to talk baseball with, some friends and stuff it's always a good thing it is and I, honestly it's a daily grind because you know you, you get, i feel like you get so busy with just like everything that in life and like some days you're just so busy you can't even like write an article like last week i was i was like hey i'm gonna write up this article and the next second i know i get i get stuck doing something for school i'm like yeah there goes that oh yeah this life gets in the way man you got to do school. You got to pay the bills. You got to, you know, <laughs> those There's things always don't something. wait. So, There's always yeah. something. There's always it's something. Always something. It's um, always something. So, yeah. So it's just some light fluff, for, light, light topics for you guys. Uh, Aaron Hicks leaves the Yankees and goes to Baltimore, gets some facial hair. Aaron Hicks. Okay. Uh, obviously uh, breaking that, those Yankees rolls, getting some uh, facial hair and uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Goes two for two in his debut. He actually left the game with muscle cramps. But uh, that's something to know. Aaron Hicks, maybe he can go off in Baltimore. You know, good for him. I'll uh, I'll give him some credit. Kevin Kiermeyer today. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Kevin Kiermeyer dives out, puts his body on the line, full out dive, robbing Andrew Monasterio of an extra base hit. I think that could be catch of the year, Johnny. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Kim Meyer, 33 years old, he, the, the dude is still probably the best center fielder defensively in the league. I mean, I'm a Twins fan. I love Byron Buxton. But, you know, I'd have to put Kim Meyer up there easily. Probably the best defensive center fielder I've seen in the past 20 years. It was hilarious. You got Incredible. You, you, we have, you got older, younger guys who can't play better defense than him. And he, like you said, he's 33. And he's playing better defense than guys even younger than yep. him. It's, it's it's very impressive, it, it, and he's hitting, he's hitting also. So the bats going, defense diving out, making plays, nothing else to ask for, honestly. 
Yeah, the baseball player. And he's one of my guys are I I have ready for later. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we're I think we're 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 even on that one. Okay, so next, uh just some Yankees notes for you guys. Uh huge series win uh against a top heavy uh Seattle pitching staff. The the third game was a bit of a toughie. Uh one nothing loss. Smith uh, was very impressive through five and two thirds of shutout ball. Uh, but the offense just couldn't get going. They just really just didn't put the ball play the ball in play at all. They kind of just failed to put runners on base. The offense just really didn't get going. And now for Schmidt, he's allowed just three runs uh, over his past three starts. That's kind of a uh, that's kind of a promising something a, a little maybe a spark in there for Clark Schmidt because everyone knows that his stuff does have lights out stuff, but it's just about the placement and, you know, getting that fastball in the right spot. He's really struggled to command his fastball. And that's kind of been one of his biggest struggles past couple of seasons. His command uh, has really kind of derailed them, I would say. And he's now down to 4.01 ERA. Another Yankees stat, IKF somehow has altered something in his approach. And he's now slashing 345. 345 and 552 was last seven games. So IKF really making some noise um, in his new versatile spot in the outfield since he got booted from shortstop when uh, Volpe came up. He was kind of in that mix with Volpe and Peraza uh, in uh, in the camp, but he did uh, he lost a spot. So then Boone's like, "Hey, play some outfield." He's like, "Sure, why not?" And that's worked pretty well for him. And finally, before we get to our main topic, Freddie Freeman, Johnny, 20-game hit streak, one of the best, if not the best, not for Aaron Judge, of course, uh, the best hitter in the game right now, 20-game hit streak, 14 RBI the past 15 games, 787 slug. Can't get better than that. Freddie's impressive, man. Best first baseman in baseball. Not, I don't even think there's an argument. I mean, you got Matt Olson that hits home runs. You got Rizzo, who's having a great year. But Freddie Freeman, year in and year out, you know, just puts a bat on the ball, hits it hard. That's it. Once you, you know, once you, once you, once you include, you know, what he can do on the field, and obviously yeah. his bat is it's just all around. Well, we talked about the analytics earlier, and it's like you know, like I said, Freddie just. Hits the ball hard, <laughs> puts the ball. Apart. That's, I mean, that's, what, that's what you're supposed to do. And, you know, when you do it consistently, you get consistent re- results like Freeman does. Now, 20 game inning streak. That's impressive, man. It's impressive. And I hope he keeps it going. Uh, be interested to see when he gets to, if he gets to 30, you know, even 40. If he can get to 40, then there's going to be talk. Yeah, you know, because breaking at 56 is a long time. That's two months, <laughs> that's man. Crazy. That's a long time. Yeah. I feel like this, there's another aspect to it. Like, I, I just, at first base in general, I feel like it's either, you know, I, I mean, it depends on the team, depends on the depth. But I, I feel like for your average team, uh, like, your, let's see, like, your average team that doesn't have, like, a designated first baseman, you're kind of, you're kind of, you know, it's kind of a platoon spot for you. So for mm. I don't know, for for your average team, like I said, doesn't have your first baseman. You're kind of you're not really picking one player. That's saying, hey, we're going to give him seventy games at first. 
you're gonna like you know give him thirty, give him thirty, throw start a couple yeah. thirty games. It's like a second DH base, spot. Like, right. But and then yeah, like it's that that that's why it's like a it's it's a tough position because either you're really good at it and you stick there your entire career, or it's like, hey, you know, I don't really have a designated spot. I'll hop around from spot to spot. But you know, I'll, I'll yep. get some games up first. But it's for Freddie Freeman, guys like Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, like you're saying, Rizzo, those guys play very well defensively. And that mm-hmm. that kind of like that factors in because that says like, hey, I can play there all year. You know, I can DH first base, but play me first base. That's that that's where I play best. Yeah, yeah, there are first base has become kind of like a second DH spot in a lot of on a lot of teams. Because if you don't have a first baseman that's gonna really hit, then you just throw someone there and it, you know, to get him in the lineup. As far as platoon goes. Like you said, maybe it's your backup catcher that you throw over there because he's a right-handed hitter and you got a lefty coming in or whatever it may be, you know. But a lot of teams do do that. You don't need to be too skilled. If if you play catcher, you already have the attributes. You can scoop. I mean, you you can catch hard throws. It's not not like – I don't think it's a very difficult position. I mean, you could be good at it. Like I said, you have guys like Freddie Freeman. You guys have Rizzo who can scoop it well. But, you know, if you can pick it, there's no reason why I can't get some games at first. I just, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, certain guys are set at first base, but I, I think if you go down the major league roster, I mean, aside from guys like you said, like Freeman, Rizzo, Goldschmidt, and St. Louis, you know, guys who are set at that position, there are a bunch of teams that kind of move guys around and they'll throw someone at first base. You know, move him over to third. He's got a decent arm. You know, a lot of times you play either either corner. You know, but yeah, yeah. First base is kind of a lost art <laughs> defensively too. But you know what yeah. happened is like you know, no one bunts anymore. So first base that was a large part of a first baseman's responsibility was playing a bunt. You know, and no one bunts anymore. So it takes away a large part of the value defensively of a first baseman. Now it's basically just the first baseman saves the infield errors. Yeah. You know, but back, you know, back in the eighties, nineties, you know, when people were bunting, you know, guys like Keith Hernandez, Don Manningly, like, you know, charged the bunt that actually played the position, you know, their defensive ability was way more than is given credit for. Because now everyone looks at it like, you know, oh, first basemen don't do much. Well, back then they did. <laughs> now they don't do as much, but back then they did. And I was, if you have a heavy right lineup that, that, that usually comes with less ground, less frequent ground balls to the left, to the right side. Left side. Right. Uh, but so so that kind of means like hey you're just you're you're just just catch the ball pick it once in a while otherwise you're kind of just standing there and you're not really making much plays but if if you got a couple lefties in there you can get a couple ground balls but yeah I feel like first baseman's kind of been you know a, a lesser valuable defensive position like you said it's coming more of a, like a second DH and guys who play first base are most likely to get DH fifty four games throughout the season. Because you know yeah. you can put anywhere and anyone in first place who is who is versatile and can play every position, so you might as well just 
give give a guy a day off, let him hit, give him four or five at bats, and give him a day off of the field. Yeah, yeah, that's the way a lot of teams are looking at it now. Yeah. Okay. So on to our uh, main discussion of the day, uh, Johnny. Uh, we discussed it before. The top ten most underrated players: five from the AL East and five from the NL East. So. Johnny, I'm going to hit you with my first from the AL East. The, obviously, my Yanks are going to go first. This guy's currently on the 15-day IL. Um, he's a scary injury in 2019. Uh, I'm sure you remember when he got hit by the foul ball, hit his jaw, and he has he, he had nine, eight, eight, underwent eight surgeries um, to repair his jaw after being hit by Cumberg in 2019. But he's hopefully coming back the next couple of weeks. Uh, got a port. I uh, saw a report from uh, Boone that he's making progress. Hopefully, be back in the next couple of weeks. Not the LA series this weekend, but maybe ch- maybe Chicago. Probably not, but maybe late next week. But Hamilton has really been just electric uh, out of the pen. He's thrown 22 innings for the Yanks, 30 Ks, nine walks, just three earned runs. He has a 1.23 ERA. He's only made 16 appearances. Uh, I mean, he did, like I said, he did. Un- uh, he's, he did hit the IL. So, you know, he's obviously didn't make – I don't think he's qualified because he didn't make 20 – he didn't make 20 appearances. But I, I, when he comes back, he's just he's, – he's pitching phenomenally. And, you know, obviously the Yankees do have a sub-3 ERA uh, bullpen-wise, and they've been the best bullpen in baseball. But he's been a, bit, he's been a big part of it. Uh, you got to – like I said, last episode, Marinaccio was struggling. He obviously gave up and induced that walk-off hit last night to Raleigh. Uh, Wandy's been – Lights out all year. You've got Clay Holmes is sort of picking it up. Uh, Albert Abreu has been really middling all year. So, you know, a guy like a guy uh, like Ian Hamilton, who really had a rough career uh, up until now. And it's, it's, it's good to see uh, a guy who really had a rough time and uh, underwent some serious and critical, critical surgeries. But and now he's throwing on the mound. It's, it's, it's just a cool stat. Yeah, I I agree. I'm going with another bullpen guy and a guy you didn't after going through all those bullpen guys, you didn't even mention him. Michael King. Oh. I'm gonna go with Michael King. Forgot about that guy. He's got one point seven six ERA. Something like that. You know, and thirty-five to ten K to walk rate. I mean, he's throwing over thirty innings, giving up one home run. So I mean some of Ian Hamilton's got hurt. Clay Holmes has been, you know, Clay Holmes. He's been good, solid. But King is, I, I think he's the glue in that in that bullpen. Like you, you mentioned Abreu and, you know, those guys. But I think King has been actually the best reliever in the in that bullpen. I would say, yeah. You know, I don't know why I forgot so about I, I, I give him give him a lot of credit for, you know, and I think he's on – Unsung, you know, he's underrated in that bullpen because he doesn't. He's not the one that gets the saves. The one, that, you know, he gets. He got a few, but you know, Clay Holmes is the closer. But with Ian Hamilton out, and you know, the rest of the guys being meh, you know, overall decent. But I think Michael King has, has, has stepped up a lot this year. Yeah, I, I yeah, and uh, I mean, we didn't have him last year. Uh, he, no, we did have him last year. I, what, uh, wait a second. I think he missed, missed some games last year. What's that? One second. Uh, 
looking playing his baseball reference. Uh, last year, uh, sorry, no, we didn't have him last year. Um, he, he didn't. He had a two point two nine ERA, uh, but he's really just been that reliever for the Yankees uh, the past two years. Twenty twenty one, three point five five. So he's really picked up the pace past two seasons. Obviously, Matt Blake is known as one of the more skilled. Uh, the goes, yeah, game. he's good. He, he's, yeah. he's really good. He's he's really really good. I I really love him honestly. Uh, I think he's really someone to. It, it, it's really just like a good Yankees, a good Yankees brand of baseball. Honestly, really, that that's kind of you know that's why the Yankees have been pitching well, and that's that's really why the Yankees are. That's what that's why the Yankees are always glued, and the the pitching always keeps it together. I think Matt Blake does a really good job. I'm a big fan of him, and uh, they should keep him. I really think that they they should extend him. I would love to keep him in the organization. I think he's someone that is revered, and the guys love him. He's uh he's a, he's a big a ton of fan friend in the ball club, so there's no reason why not to keep him. Um, but then you got moving on to the Orioles. Uh, John, this is a fun one. Uh, not sure who you, who you went with, but I went with Denny Colombe. Um, I was looking at the okay. lineup. Uh, I was like thinking, like I, I mean, I think there's enough guys in the lineup who've kind of established himself, like Santander established himself. Rutschman's young and you know yeah. he's booming. You know you got Austin Hayes has always been a solid contact contact guy. You got you know got Mateo who's picking up the pace at the at the, at the plate. But my, I was looking at the bullpen. I was like, Colombe's been good. I was thinking about doing uh, oh, what's the guy's name? The guy who pitched. Uh, I was thinking about I was thinking about doing Kuna, but I was like, that's my guy. Everyone yeah. knows about him. I was like, everyone knows about him. There's no point. I, I, for me, I, I'm looking at guys who are less of a name. So I was thinking like, you know, like shoot for Danny Colombe. So just a little about him. He spent three years in Minnesota uh, with your twins. I'm sure you know him yep. a little bit. Um, so he's pitched 20 innings with the Orioles this year, 2.18 ERA. He's got a th- career high 32.9 K rate. That's definitely something that uh, could factor in, um, you know, striking out more guys. Definitely uh, the K rates higher, which is, I mean, heroinly a good thing. And he ranks, this is a big stat. He ranks in the 90th percentile or higher in seven different categories. Average exit velo, K rate, uh, expected batting average, chase, hard hit rate, ex, uh, expected slug, expected ERA, expected weighting on base average. So all of his numbers are up. Uh, Metrics-wise, it's kind of obvious, like I said, why he's thriving. And, you know, he's he's pitched, like I said, he's pitched 20 innings. He's limiting, limiting the uh, – He's limiting traffic in the, in the in the base path. You know, he's striking out more guys. That's, I mean, that's kind of what he wanted about bullpen. Come in the seventh inning, you know, throw a scroll seventh. Maybe come out for eighth and strike out another guy. But, you know, he's he's getting outs, striking out guys. That's that's all you can ask for, really. Yeah, I went with Cano just because he's – no one even, like, knew about this guy before the season started. I mean, 30 strikeouts and one walk. That's insane. <laughs> That's just insane. But I mean, you can go with the closer too. Felix Bautista has been lights out he's been, he's been so as their closer. Good. Baltimore just has like such a great bullpen. It's crazy with those guys. Like you know, they it's it's over and done with. And I mean, you look at it. Their starting staff, they need that bullpen because their starting staff isn't that good. I mean, Gibson and Wells have been fine, and they're both averaging six innings for a start. But, I mean, the rest of the Bradish has been meh. Grayson Rodriguez got lit up, and now he's sent back down again. 
I mean, you know, they haven't, their starters haven't been that good. You know, the, the fact that they're up there and they have a winning record and they're what a few games out of first place is a testament to their lineup and their bullpen, not so much their starting staff. And that's why I, I don't think they're going to go very far with, with that starting staff, but you know, their bullpen, you can name Cano, you can name Colombe or Batista. They've all been, you know, the savior this year for Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, they, they need Mies back, honestly. He, he can't, the Duke can't yeah. stay healthy. He yeah. can't stay healthy. I mean, no. you know, when, when he was healthy, he's one of the They need Rodriguez to pitch well, and they need D.L. Yeah. Hall to. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, when I was in uh, Virginia. I uh, I went I went to see um, a Tides game. He started. He got lit up. Uh, I think he pitched. He went like five, uh, maybe Hall? I think four. Deal Hall. Uh, Hall. I went yeah. to see Hall. Um, he got lit up. I think I, that that was when Soroka was uh, making his uh, rehab stint. He's back. Mm. Um, so I think he went like four. Gave up like five runs, something like that, to the. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, I think it was the Braves. I think it was the Gwinnett. Yeah, oh, I think it was Gwinnett. So, um, but yeah, they definitely. I think they need, uh, like you said, Hall and Rodriguez. Like you said, he can pitch well. He has to stuff for it. I think he just. It's. It was kind of like a you know welcome to the majors moment for him. Like you know yeah. you're young. He's you know you you got the talent for it, but you know just a little more development, a little more you know edge kind of round out the edges uh, in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Limit, you know, limit runs, limit fly balls, hard by yeah. hard, hard, hard hit balls. That, that's really it. That's really what it comes down to. If you yeah. have the stuff, yeah, takes it all the way. Yeah, stuff works until you get to the majors. Then you need more <laughs> than stuff. <laughs> you need more than stuff. Then you need precision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need command. And if you, you don't need, have yeah, command, if you have command of your stuff, <laughs> then you're fine. But that, 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 you that was, that's what happened with Hunter Green last year. That's exactly what yeah. happened with Hunter Green. He came up throwing 100, just throwing 100 right down the middle. Guys can hit 100. 100. If you're throwing 100, sure. meatball 100 right, right down the middle, yep. give up, I don't know, any, any guy in the major leagues who hit, hit hits home runs can hit that. It's not. It's going to go out at one point. So, I mean, he's done a better job this year of, of commanding that. You know, he's definitely – he's throwing it. Better than he did last year. I think he's commanding it better. He's definitely limiting the home yep. runs. He gave up a short amount of home runs last year, but you know that's like you said, it's 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 more than just stuff when it comes to majors. Yeah. So Blue Jays, I think we think we both mentioned this before, but we got Kiermaier. Uh, not a bad pick, oh, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I he's he's had hip hip issues last year, and which put him out for a season. Had had hip surgery, kind of derailed him last year. Uh, but he's always been revered as a plus fielder. Uh, is, he has good a- attributes in the field. Like I said, like the, the play he made in the outfield said, that was absurd. Uh, but he's a career 723 OPS hitter. Uh, his numbers this season, he's made 144 at bats, slashing 311, 5, 346, 356, sorry, 507. He's got an 863 OPS and 144 WC+. And I was looking at his fan graphs. I think, I think the biggest change... Uh, was his strikeout rate down to 18.5? I think it was at 25, 27 last year. And you know, he's he's swinging, he's his swinging choices are definitely better. Uh, they've been last year. I think that's kind of what's led to his production of the plate this year. And that you know, he's hitting the ball, uh, he's not hitting the ball harder, honestly. 
uh, his battle rate and hard hit rate is kind of in parallel to past years. But I think overall he's just making, you know, he's hitting the ball. He's he's putting the ball in play. And it's obviously it's coming to fruition because, you know, he's, he's getting on base. He's only got four homers, but, you know, he's he's blue singles. You know, he's he's driving the ball and, you know, he's striking out less. So I guess that inherently that just comes with more hits and just more contact overall. Yeah, I have Kiermaier too because he, he – he, well, he's never been a home run hitter. Like he's never gotten to 20. I mean, he's always been solid as far as that goes. But even the last few years, last three, four years, he's been horrible hitting. Yeah. And this year, came out of nowhere. You know, maybe you need to change the scenery, you know. But defensively, of course, he, he's a god in center field. You know, he's one of the best – and this year he's putting the bat to it. You know, I give him a lot of credit. I give him a lot of credit, you know, concentrating on his hitting, like you said, cutting down on a strikeout rate and just putting the bat on the ball a little more. Good things happen. Uh, you know, uh, even though the hard hit rate and line drive rate is said basically the same, but when you put the battle on the ball more at that same rate, then you're going to have more hits. I was surprised by the way he when he stayed in division. I did not think he would go. He he would go to Toronto. I thought he would stay in. Uh, in I, I thought he would stay in in Tampa. No. I mean, it's well, I <laughs> the is uh is pretty loaded. Like I, if I was Kiermaier, I mean, I, I would want to. I would change the scenery. I mean, he obviously the change of scenery helped for helped him. Um, yeah, but I thought I didn't think he would stay in the AL East. Well, it's better hitter um, park. Yeah, hitter's that, park. That's true. That's true. I mean, okay, it hasn't so, helped Barsho at all. Uh, but Barsho. you know, uh, by the way, coming into the year, uh, everyone was you know he's he was one of the most valued fantasy yeah players, and he I, I I was thinking like I was looking at all his numbers from last year. I was like, there's no way this dude is break as having a good fantasy. Like I, I he you know all the numbers are pointing in his direction. They're all pointing up. So I was like, yeah. I was looking at his, you know, his numbers, stats, metrics, and everything. I was like, I don't see anything. Everyone is what is hype. Even I, I'm, I'm not saying this just to be like, hey, prove me if I'm wrong. I'm just saying, for the beginning, at the outset of the year, I looked at his numbers. I didn't get anything that that stood out to me. He hit, he hit home runs. Okay, he has pop. Defensively, like he, you know, he plays catcher and outfield, outfield. He can DH also. That's you know, he's versatile. Nice. That's you know, that's that's, that's good for any team, you know, who wants. A versatile guy, but I I didn't see anything that popped out to me, honestly. Well, that's the whole thing with the fantasy community is that he was catcher eligible, and catcher is it's such a dearth of you know production when you get past the top few guys. That Varsho going to Toronto, a hitter's park, you know, and having catcher and outfield eligibility, he could run, so he stole some bases. So, I mean, it gives you that. As far as that goes, I, you know, I saw the value in it. But like you said, I wasn't jumping all over him either. I mean, I mean you know, the guy's still just a decent header. Until he shows me that he can hit major league pitching for a whole season. You know, I was like, yeah. eh, you know. Yeah. But, but that's why a lot of guys were jumping on him. Yeah. is because of the catcher eligibility and the speed. And... Right. Plus, he's batting in Toronto's lineup. 
you know, when That's you're true. batting with Bichette and Guerrero and Springer and these guys, you know, you got to figure you got to have some RBIs and runs in there and, yeah. you know. Got to hit at some point. <laughs> yeah. If you're surrounded you by figure. guys who can hit, I mean, yeah. it's only a good thing. Yeah. But he so hasn't done anything. Uh, Sox, I got Rob Refsnyder. Um, I think okay. the key for him, uh, he hasn't really got consistent ABs uh, at bats since really coming up. He, he was a top five prospect in the Yankees farm system. Uh, wasn't in the top 100. At least I checked earlier, wasn't top 100. Uh, when he's brought up, he was top of five in the Yankees farm system. And like I said, he struggled to find consistent at bats. Uh, the major level since he really was brought up, had a nice 30 game uh, stint with the Yankees in his, when he first got called up but he never really had a full rookie season. And since really joining the Red Sox, he's really found his groove. Um, through 275 at-bats with the Sox the past two years, he's giving you a little uh, material. Slashing 299, 393, and 457 with an 850 OBS. And, you know, like I said, if he continues to put the bat on the ball, um, and he really could earn him more at-bats. And like I said, he I, th- uh, he I think he only has 89, 90 at-bats this year. Uh, because like the the Red Sox do uh, like to platoon him, and you know they'll throw him in the lineup once in a while. But if he keeps hitting like this, he he I, I really think he could earn him a starting spot in the outfield. Um, because it, you know he's like, like I said, he's hitting well. Uh, he's he's great speed, and overall he's just, he's just been a great polished hitter this year. And I think if I really if if he continues to come to fruition, I think there's no reason why I can't get some more at bats. Yeah, he's definitely been a surprise. I remember when he was a prospect and came up and, you know, it was like, ah, oh, Rob Refsnyder. All right. He was so hyped. <laughs> you know, he and then so... He, he was so hyped up and then, you know. <laughs> totally blue. But it's like anything with the Yankees, you know, you get so hyped. The hype is, like, insane. And then as soon as you go, like, 0 for 4 in your first game, you suck. <laughs> you know, and that's the end of you. It's automatic. Like, it's like the second you know, yeah, so yeah. Tough town, it. man. Yeah. Tough town. It's a tough town. I mean, I have for Boston. I have Alex Verdugo. Actually, Ooh. I know he's been like a consistent that. hitter. I know he's been decent, but a lot of people like bash this guy. Like you know, ah, he's been all right. And of course, he was traded. They traded Mookie Betts for him, so he gets a bad rap because he's always tied to that trade. Right. You know, and honestly, I think Verdugo's a really good player. I mean, he's been great this year. You know, 824 OPS, five home runs, three stolen bases, and solid. You know, and with the loss of Bogarts, and then Duvall was tearing it up for the first week and a half of the season, and then he got hurt. Vadugo and Yoshida have been basically carrying that offense. Devers has been horrible. Been Devers really has not been good this really year. Bad. I don't know. What's so, going I mean, Verdugo is the one at the top of the lineup that's been actually doing a lot of the work for this lineup to just keep them at 500. I mean, I know they're in last place and all, but they're still 28 and 27. I mean, they're still a 500 team. You know, and most of that offense is Verdugo and Yoshida. You know, so, and Yoshida got a lot of, a lot of publicity coming over, you know, the next each row, blah, 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 whatever. But Verdugo seems to be the guy that, like, was, you know, almost thrown under the rug. Like, eh, you know. But he's been great. Yeah. So I, I mean, think, he has to I live up to very underrated. 
Yeah, well, when you get traded, you know, when you're the, when you, when you're the, you know, the incoming player for a player like Mookie Betts, then you're going to always be looked at as, you know, all right, <laughs> you know, if this guy doesn't perform like him, then it's a it's a worthless trade. It's horrible, you know. So I think he he got a bad rap coming in, coming in the Red yeah. Sox faithful. The Red Sox nation, and I'm up in Boston. So it was like they were all, you know, nah, this guy, blah, 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 Verdugo sucks, and, you know. But they're warming up to him this year. I mean, he's hitting, like you yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's so a good player. He's a great player. Honestly, one of my favorite Red Sox, even though I'm a Yankees fan, but uh, definitely one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, so onto the Rays. There's a lot of guys to choose. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you've got a lot that, that you looked at. But like I said, I like picking the uh, the unsung hero. I like picking the underdog. I, I wanted to go for Walls. I could have gone for Jose Siri, who was hitting, even though last year he couldn't hit a ball for his life. I could have picked on, you know, even Randy Rosarena, Wander. I don't know, any of these guys who just established hitters that are just hitting the ball well, seeing the ball well, really. But I wanted mm. to go a little out of the box. Luke Raley, who's really been tearing it up. Uh, recently, yep. uh, he last year he played 22 games with the Rays, um, only at a five at 85 OPS. So this is really out of nowhere. Like I said, I look at guys who are breaking out. I, I look at guys. I take a look at this. At Luke Rayleigh, this guy broke out. Uh, he's slashing 244, uh, 343, 545. He's got a 148 WS plus. Uh, he's hit 10 home runs. And like you know, the Rays like to mix and mix and match of the outfield. They got a plethora, nice amount of outfielders uh, to uh, turn to. They get, you know they got Siri or Rosarena, uh, they got Rayleigh, and you know they they've they they like to mix and mix, especially with Rayleigh. They do they happen. You know he's he's played the bulk of his defensive time. He's played mostly in the outfield. He's got I think 15, 20 games at first this year also, but. I think he's a guy off the bench who really can be a source of, you know, moving the guy over, hitting home runs. And that's really what he's been doing all year. Like he's, he's the, he's getting that bats and it's, it's, he's producing. He's, you know, he's like, he's, he's creating that contact. He has 123 at bats this year and he's, he's hit 10 home runs already. Uh, he's really been a nice, uh, guy off the bench and he's again he's earning more at bats as he hits more as he hits better and he's you know he's creating a lot of contact uh i don't he's not not necessarily to say that he's he's hitting in a ridiculous like ridiculous numbers he has an 888 ops because he's hitting homers he's drawing walks but you know he's just he's he's making contact and you know he's like i said he's he's launching he's driving the ball he's launching the ball and the race had been the best offensive baseball they just hit 100 home runs on the year. They got 70 something stolen bases. You know, every, everyone's hitting. Uh, aside from Brandon Lau, who's like, a, again, is really has been struggling a lot. Um, so he kind of needs to pick up the pace. But, you know, like I said, Siri, Rosarena, Walls, Franco, Bethacourt's even even uh, chipping in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, overall, the, the Rays have just been playing great brand, brand of baseball. And you can't, anything, can't ask for anything better uh, for a small market team who just, you know, 
they they bring in lower name guys and they you know they develop them they turn them into stars so the Rays are just you know I hate to say it because you know uh, Yankees all the way but the Rays just play great brand of baseball and you know all credit all credit to Kevin Cash and their whole uh, team honestly. Yeah, the Rays are unbelievable. I mean, Yande Diaz was one guy that I looked at this year and was like, this guy's got to hit for more power. Because even before this season, I was like, this guy doesn't hit home runs. How doesn't he hit home runs? And all of a sudden this year, he started hitting home runs. But the guy guy I have is Josh Lowe. This guy came out. I had him pegged for the rookie of the year last year. And he struggled out of the gate, got sent down to AAA, and just was struggling. You know, this year, the guy has 11 home runs, 13 stolen bases. He's second on the team in home runs, second on the team in stolen bases, second on the team in OPS. And this guy just came out of, you know, not out of nowhere because he was always a good prospect, but after the struggles last year, this year, he's become one of their premier players. So I, he's one. He's the one guy I picked from the Rays. I mean, there's a lot of guys, like you said, a Rosarena, Franco. We all know these guys are good. You know, these guys were supposed to be good. Even Yandy Diaz, yes, he's had power this year, but he was always a good hitter. Yeah. Josh Lowe is the one that, like, surprised me to a point. He's overperformed you know, what was expected, especially since he came up last year and struggled so much. I think this year is, is this is, this is coming out. So that's why I grabbed him. Translating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's doing what he was supposed to do. He just didn't do it last year. Yeah. And this year it's coming to fruition. I take a break for a second. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. No problem. I'll be back. Sure. All right. All right. So moving on to the NL, uh, we just wrapped up the, the AL. So the NL starting off with the Mets. 
I was going to go with Francisco Alvarez because he did struggle uh, out of the gate last year when he got called out towards the end of the year. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted to take a look at a, another bullpen guy for the Mets because the Mets bullpen has struggled a lot uh, this year. They obviously lost that with Diaz. Dave Robertson has stepped up, stepped up tremendously, but we've always known him as one of the higher-end uh, relievers in the game. Uh, you know, from the Yankees, White Sox, Cubs, all those teams. Uh, he's always been, you know, uh, one of the more valued relievers in the game. So I wanted to go with Brooks Raley, uh, who was really a, just a reclamation project for the Rays. Um, again, it's another great work by the Rays and their their pitching uh, their pitching coaches and just really just overall this, the Rays did a great job uh, developing him. Uh, I mean, he has he's been on the IL since April twenty eighth. Uh, with elbow inflammation, but before that, uh, 18 and third innings, 2.95 ERA, 20 Ks, 25.6 K rate, and like I said, the Rays really turned his career around. Uh, last year he had a 2.68 ERA uh, with the Rays, and you know the Mets picked him up, and he's been they brought, the Mets brought him in to be the lefty because uh, he is the only lefty. Sang is a lefty, uh, but he's been the only lefty for the Mets in their bullpen. Um, so, you know, he's, he's been really good. Uh, and, and once he comes back, he's, he did, I think a couple weeks ago, he played, uh, I think he had a rehab start and uh, I think he made an appearance in double a, I think he's, he's coming back, but you know, he's been, he's been a great arm uh, for the Mets. Really. He's like I said, he's been their lefty and you know, he's been the guy who, to turn to, you know, he's, he's getting out, he's doing the dirty work and, you know, it's, it's, it's coming to fruition. So he's a guy that the Mets should really uh, keep putting out there because he's doing the job. Yeah. You know, Brooks Raleigh, I, I went with David Robinson, <laughs> but <laughs> Brooks Raleigh is one I was looking at too. David Robinson only because the guy's 38 years old and he's still getting this done. And he wasn't even supposed to be the closer. I mean, yeah, when Diaz got hurt, you know, with the Patel attendant when he was celebrating with Dominican Republic and the WBC, you know, and Ottavino was meh. You know, Robertson's been pushed into like the closing role and he's gotten it done at 38 years old. The, the guy still gets it done. So I, th- I, I thought he definitely deserved like an underrated, you know, because he wasn't supposed to be the hero. He wasn't supposed to be that main guy in the bullpen. But it turns out that he is. Yeah. But I definitely like Rayleigh, too. The Rayleigh call, you know, without a doubt. Having that guy in the bullpen, having that other guy, it's, it's you know, priceless. Yeah. So, moving on to the Braves. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you went with this one, uh, knowing you. But I went with Orlando Arcia. Uh you know, he fought with Grissom to begin the year in camp for a shortstop when uh, Swanson left for Chicago on uh, that big deal. And he's he really stepped up because Grissom got option to uh, AAA in early May. And that kind of opened up more opportunities for Arcia um, because, you know, Grissom is lev- uh, is uh, sh- um, shoulders and head. Uh, you know, he's a leveled uh, defender. Uh, he's he's a he's a fine defender, but uh, Arcia has been the better player overall, and you know his his bat is starting to produce. Uh, three fourteen, three seven one, 
471 with an 842 OPS. This actually has he's a career high and hard hit rate now and barrel 45% hard hit rate and 8.3 barrel rate. So that kind of shows you that he's just creating a lot of contact and he's driving the ball. He made some sort of alteration in his in his approach and you know he's 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 making good contact. He's moving through. He's, he's he keeps moving the chains and you know he's he's putting he's putting plating runs and you know he's playing good defense so the 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 Braves have really invested him and he's he's been great all year yeah I'll I'll agree with I'll see you too but I did pick someone else (laughs) (laughs) shoot I went I went with Bryce Elder the dude has a 1.92 ERA and 11 starts you know who's made 11 starts for the Braves Max Freed Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright combined have made 11 starts. Bryce Elder himself has made 11 starts with a 1.92 ERA. So you're talking about three starters that Atlanta was counting on basically this year to be in their rotation, and they're not. And Bryce Elder has stepped up along with Spencer Strider to be 1A and 1B in their rotation. And have kept them in, you know, in close games and stuff like that. Uh, Elder's been, you know, he's been great. He's given up four home runs in 65 innings. He kept the ball in the yard. He's got a, what is it, almost three to one strikeout to walk rate. And now, granted, he's he pitched 54 innings in the major leagues last year. He's already thrown 65 this year. So I don't know how long they're going to let him go as far as being a starter. Um, they're probably going to manage his innings at some point. But where we are now in Atlanta in first place, if not for Bryce Elder, I don't know if that would be the case. So I'm gonna I'm putting him as my unsung hero for the Braves. Moving on. Uh, Miami. The Marlins, I was looking at Brian De La Cruz, but I actually want to Solaire and Ever, everyone remembers when he hit 47 home runs. <laughs> everyone remembers when he hit 47 home runs in the year. Um, but it, he's really just this year, and and since by since that 47 home run year, where he played every single game and still and led the majors in strikeouts. Actually, I think it was like two something, two or something strikeouts. He led the, he hit 47 home runs that year, uh, 2019 with the Royals. But really. He's, since then, he, he hasn't eclipsed 30-plus home runs. He did hit 27 home runs the following year. But uh, since the 2019 year, he hasn't hit 30-plus home runs. And he already, he's already on pace to to hit way more than 30 home runs. He has 17 right now. He's tied for third in the majors uh, behind Pete, who has 20. Judge has 18. Um, he's, he has 879 OPS, 35 RPI. Uh, his discipline numbers honestly aren't out of or aren't out of normal. Kind of similar twenty, I think it was a twenty five um, percent walk uh, strikeout rate. But his weighted on base average is up. Uh, three seventy two is three oh five last year. So, I mean, he, this is the Jorge Soler that hit forty seven home runs. Uh, you know, he's 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 creating really loud contact, and you know, it's it's carrying. You know, he's hitting home runs, and that's kind of what the, the Marlins were expecting out of him. Uh, you know, again, Dilla Cruz has been great, um, but the home runs kind of is, is kind of where Solaire. That's kind of his forte. Like I said, that's forty-seven home runs. You know, he's he's he has a ton of pop, and now 
it, it's just kind of like a uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I don't expect him to hit 47 home runs, but it's definitely like it's kind of a reinvigoration for him, uh, for Soler. And he's really he's been great. Yeah, don't say you went to that cruise. Yeah, but he's the power. It's the last power bat they needed. I mean, he's the only one on the team with double digit home runs, and he's got seventeen. So I mean, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna wipe out the rest of the team as far as home runs go. I mean, he's that power bat. He's the scary bat in the middle of the lineup that they needed. And, you know, he's part of the reason, like you said, like that offense, you know, is doing what it does. And the, I mean, the Marlins are tied for second place with the Mets in the NL East. So, I mean, he's a big reason for that because their pitching hasn't been as good as it was last year. No, Sandy. And he's a big part of that offense that's been winning those games four to two. You know, he's the one that drives in those runs. So, yeah, I went with Solaire too. So, yeah. I mean, you know, people forget what kind of power hitter he is. And, you know, even aside from the year he had in 2018 with the Royals, but when he got traded to Atlanta, when they won the World Series in 2021, I mean, he had 14 home runs in like 50 games. You know, he was a big part of that World Series team. So, you know, yeah, I went with him too. Just for the Phillies, this is actually a fun one. Uh I was looking at their bullpen. Uh, obviously, Bryson Stotts out there. Uh, he's having kind of a breakout year, but he's sort of cooled down to the plate. But I want that this is actually fun with Andrew Vasquez. Um, he's uh, he's really he's been really good uh, for the Phillies. Uh, he's pitched twenty five innings. Uh, he's one point four two ERA. Those twenty two strikeouts. He's played for five teams uh, in his career. He's a young guy. He's a twenty percent only only got a twenty percent strikeout rate, um, but I I think the key uh, for you know his success this year is really just you know he lowered his line drive rate and he's inducing more ground balls and uh, more sorry more fly balls and that's kind of why you know he's he's limiting he's limiting line drives he's 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 closing out the gaps he's not allowing too many extra base hits and you know he's striking out more batters. And, you know, he's, he's had a pretty bumpy career, but, you know, settling in, in the Phillies bullpen that really stocked up on relievers this year that honestly hasn't panned out for them too well. Kimball's been eh. Greg, Gregory Soto hasn't been the Gregory Soto who had almost mm. 30 saves last year. Yeah. You know, something like that. But, you know, yeah. Vasquez has really come out of nowhere. No one expected him to do it. No one, I don't think anyone expected him to be on the map this year, but he's really made a nice contribution. Uh, and you know, Stott as well. I think that would have been my second pick if I didn't pick him, but Stott has he, coming out of the gate this year. I, I just expected him to have similar numbers than last year. He's a great defender. Uh, inher- inherently he's really just a good defend- defender coming up, but his bat really never popped, uh, since, since the past couple months. He's like I said, he's cooled down the past couple weeks, but overall he's, he's been a great hitter. That, that would have been my second option probably. Well, there you go. That was my options. <laughs> Bryson Stott, that's all I picked. I mean, he's been leading off of them. He's, you know, he's still young. And the fact that he was thrown into, like, the playoffs and all that stuff last year in his first big league try. Yeah, I mean, his first season in the big leagues. 
playing shortstop. And then this year they told him, oh, well, signing Trey Turner, so you're moving to second. All right, no problem. You know, so he moved over to second and hitting 290, leading off. You know, he's he's been fine. You know, eight home runs, five stolen bases. He's solid. You know, he's going to be double-digit guy in both those categories. And, you know, like you said, solid defender. Anytime a short, a natural shortstop moves over to second base, they're going to be, you know, going to be excellent with the glove. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, you mentioned Stott, so he was he was my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sling of thunder, especially um, since like he's been producing. You know, Harper was out from the beginning of the year. Right. Schwarber did. I know Schwarber is a home run guy and everything, but the dude's still hitting one sixty eight. I'm, I'm not I a mean, fan of Schwarber. I'm really not a fan of Schwarber. You know, not, he's really not. pushing. The envelope here. He's in. He's in like Gallo level. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and Gallo's hitting better than him. Well, yeah. Gallo's Yankees Gallo level. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yankees Gallo level. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I used to be a fan of Schwarber, uh, but I, at this point, it's either just home run or not. It's it's all or nothing because yeah. it's either he just strikes yeah. out and hits home run, and he's not hitting as many home runs this year as he did last year. And he's definitely not at, at this rate. He's not on a pace to where any closer rate in the many home runs he hit last year, and that's that's all he does. You know, he's not not this, he's not in shape. He's not nope. athletic. He doesn't so, run. I mean, he doesn't it, feel. He doesn't do anything. None. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. So last team, uh, Nats. Before we um, turn this thing off for the night, uh, Nationals. To be honest, the, the Nationals are a tough team. Uh, because their lineup, there's no one who really stands out, honestly. Obviously, you got Manessis, but you know, we all know what he did last year. He went into this crazy streak. Uh, Candelario's been okay. Um, I was, I looked at, I take a, a, a nice, strong look at Cable Ruiz because I definitely think he's really improved his game and he's definitely uh, jumped the power ranking, the catcher power rankings. Uh, he's young. And like the, the, they're a young team. I, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, CJ Abrams is picking up the pace, but my, my guy uh, was Cart Elvis Jr., um, who's you know, he his best years mm-hmm. were with Chicago 2017 2018. Uh, but this year he had this year he's been really good uh, 23 innings and two thirds, 2.66 ERA. Uh, and he I would say he, he really struggled since he came up to, to Washington the past two years, he's been great. Uh, and I don't know, he's, he's just been a really good, reliable bullpen, bullpen guy, uh, to turn to. And, you know, he's, he's, he's eating up innings. Like I said, he has those 23 innings, um, and he's just been really reliable and he's, he's, you know, he's throwing the ball well, and that's kind of all we really ask for, honestly. You love your bullpen guys. <laughs> I love, my, I love, bullpen, love guys. bullpen guys. I, I went with Lane Thomas. Love it. He's kind of been like a reject. You know, he was a reject from St. Louis. I think he started out with the Dodgers, but um Let me look that up. Yeah, he leads he leads off of them. You know, few home runs, few stolen bases. You know, he's got seven ninety six OPS. He started with the Blue Jays. You know, they really with the Blue Jays. They drafted him in uh wow twenty fourteen. Wow. Almost ten years ago. That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. But I was a young dude. I thought he was younger. What is he? Is he thirty? Yeah, look at him now. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
But like I said, I mean, he's leading off of them. Washington doesn't have much to offer. I mean, they're not a very good team, but they're, like you said, they're young. They got some solid guys. I love Kyber Ruiz. I love him, a catcher. I think he's going to, you know, he's going to be a real good player going forward. He's just going to get better and better. But, uh, yeah, Lane Thomas is my pick. I think he's been the best player on the team this year. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So uh, that's it for today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, Johnny, again, thanks so much for joining. Yeah, anytime, man. Let me know. Definitely, definitely gonna. Uh, I'll try to get better lighting. Again. This is like so dark. <laughs> no, it's all I good. Real, you know, I was like, it's uh... totally fine. I, I saw you find all the whole episode. Um, but <laughs> hopefully, we'll get you on with Chris, and uh, maybe we'll. I I texted Alex. We said Alex. I think he's busy, but uh, he said he asked what time. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him on you. Hopefully, get Chris back and Alex for an episode. Yeah. Talk some more baseball. But again, always great to have you back on. Um. And hope you guys enjoy this episode. Check it out again. Uh, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and big news, guys. Also, we have officially this this first episode uh, is going to be produced by the Sports Not editing team. Uh, I'm going to send this over to them after we we did connect with Sports Not, where I previously wrote where Chris writes now. Uh, so their team is going to take care of this. We have some good graphics and fun stuff for you guys. Uh, again, hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it with your friends. Uh, make sure. I don't know, give it a like, give it a follow, and uh, take care, guys.